This is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another fun-packed Ali Le Rouge podcast to drag you away from the excitement of the international break. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, and I'm back with a fully fit squad, unlike Liverpool FC. Joining me are first-team regulars John Nicholson, Keith Colburn and Stephen Monaghan, and our very own special one, John Coleman, the manager of Accrington Stanley. So, John, I was looking for your result last Saturday and I said it was postponed due to international call-ups. So, how many players were on international duty and what is the, you know, what is the uh, point where it can be called off? Well, it's three is the point. So, we only had two. Well, Fleetwood's had three. He has a... Um... A couple in the under twenty ones, or well, three in the under twenty ones. So that was enough to get the game called off. Our, our lads have got a group chat and they've got a picture of um, Simon Grayson. That's the uh, he's the uh, the icon on the group chat on the WhatsApp because they were made up to have the weekend off. <laughs> um, so it's our first podcast since the pulsating Man City game at Anfield. Uh, we're one point off the top. Unbeaten, winning four and drawing three. How do you think the season's going, um, John? In terms of, we've had two draws against um, Chelsea and Man City, who will be our title rivals, and also the one against Brentford. Do you think they'll come back to haunt us, or do you think that, you know the, the good results at the end of the day? Um, you you never know they're going to come back and haunt you. Um, I think it's said. Last time, you know, the Brentford game might have even slipped away from us at one point. You know, even though if Salah scores, we maybe win 4-2. We might have lost it 4-3. So, um, what, what's happened is happened. I think we just got to look forward and just look look to beat Watford, basically. That's the next game. You know, just, just be positive with that, really. Um, don't worry about what's gone is gone. You know, just, just look at the next game. Yeah. Keith, are you... Um... Are you happy to see where we are? Obviously, we just you know one point off Chelsea, but you know we've we've had those two difficult games, but they were at home, weren't they? Maybe. Yeah, you know, obviously, in years gone by, we've won them games, haven't we? Uh, against City and Chelsea, but you know, we could have lost either of them to the well. Chelsea game was probably not as uh, as dramatic as the Ch- City game could have been for us, but no, I, I don't give it with John. You know, it's, it's it's only started the season; it's a long way to go, and I think teams will take points off each other. It's important not to get beat just for the confidence of the team. So, you know, you just move on now. And, and I don't think it's the end of the world that we drop points against them too. The Brentford game, as we spoke about the other week, was a very entertaining game, which could have gone either way anyway. So we got no complaints in that one either. So we just got to move on and, and try and, you know, eradicate the silly mistakes we're making as such against teams like the Brentford. Because, you know, that game was, although it was a very good game and Brentford deserved a point, it was more to do with our mistakes in some respects that we didn't win the game. Yeah, yeah. Mono, in terms of um, the season, how do you think it's going then? In terms of, you know, I mean, obviously, second in the league. We were getting written off uh, at the start of the league by all the pundits, weren't we? Yeah, I think, you know, we we, we come out great. Eh? Yeah, I've got no problem with the way we're playing. You now we're scoring goals. We leaked a couple, of, obviously, well, three at Brentford. Like, uh, City, we could have lost the game at half before our time, but we come back and play great in the second half. And I think we should have beat Chelsea, you know, so it is, but Chelsea are a good team this season. Um, so, 
it's the second in the league. We're unbeaten. You know, we're going we're going well in in Europe. Uh, it's a great start for us. You know, you know, there's there's I think there's they seen seeing behind us who I think who the um, whatever be in our position at this moment. But yeah, it's good going forward. You know, but three points is important against Watford on Saturday. Yeah, John, um, you were at the City game, weren't you? And I think I saw you in the pub before, and you were, you 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 weren't that happy with the lineup, were you? Ah, just, <laughs> I just sound like a moment in mini, don't I? I, I uh, you are. Yeah, it just really annoys me. I mean, we lost the lead twice against City. It was a fascinating game, you know. If someone had said to me at half time that we dominate for the 25 minutes that we did, the way we did, take the lead and take the lead again, you know, I, I wouldn't have believed them. I'd have, I'd have snapped the hand off, to be honest, because it, you know, but once you get into them winning positions, it's so frustrating. And unfortunately, the, the second equaliser, you know, it's a fluke. You know, if it doesn't hit, um, Matip. Yeah. The odds are, even if it goes in, Sterling's lying on the floor. It'll probably get disallowed for offside. Uh, so that's the frustrating thing. And, you know, we led against Brentford as well. So that, uh, I hope we don't get too fragile where we're not seeing games out. As the lads have said before, we're making loads of chances. We've got to start taking them. We've got to start putting games to bed. Um, you know, when even the City game, you know, I know... They had a lot of the play and they had some good chances, but we've had a glorious chance at the, you know, with Fabinho at the end. Yeah, yeah. Also, any striker he puts it in because mm. I know you can say that they, you know, the defenders did well, the goalie did well, but a striker it does it quicker. Yeah. Whatever he does, he does or it's it. A or it's a first time. Yeah, it's a goal. It, you know? It's a goal. It's a that. So that's frustrating, and you know that would have been a massive win for us. And I think it's going to be wide open. I think, I think it's so between us, Chelsea and City. And whoever just gets on that belief that they're not going to lose, which as the lads have alluded to, it's good. You know, the fact that we're not losing these games. I personally think that if we'd have just give the penalty against Chelsea and we, we score the penalty, we win the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the sending off hampered us as much as hampered them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, yeah, I think Chelsea, you see the way Chelsea was celebrating at the end there, you know. Yeah, uh, you know because they've lost they've lost a man, but so they just shut up shop, didn't they? Really? Well, we are making loads of chances per games, and someone is going to get it. As they say in Ireland, a hockeying off us. We're going <laughs> to hockey someone. Soon. Is that what you say when you were the Sligo manager? Yeah? Only when we hockeyed a couple of teams. We didn't do it that often. <laughs> so, John, um, the next game is Watford away. Uh, and with a new manager, you know, which always boosts the team, doesn't it, really? But um, is this a potential banana skin? You know, and it, we don't know whether Alisson and Fabinho are going to be back in time to feature. But it's good news that Trent's fit, isn't it? It looks like uh, Jota's fit. But uh, yeah. Ranieri, what do you think? I think Watford is a bit of a banana skin game anyway. Besides the new manager... Yeah, a new manager always, often, has an effect on a team and galvanises them um, to win the first game. But just ignoring that bit, yeah, hopefully Trent's fit, hopefully um, Joss is fit. 
be nice if Thiago was as well. I'm not so sure about him because I don't think he's been training. Um, but, you know, Watford, in the five years, I think, five or six years, six years Klopp's, Klopp's been with us, Watford have scored, was it a 3-3 game with Klopp, the first game of the season? When Salah made no, that wouldn't have been Klopp. But we've had two, three nil defeats in Klopp's era, I yeah. think, at Watford. Yeah. Well, the you the know, ended the last time he played them there, he ended. Yeah, the last time he played them, we lost three nil. Yeah, we, and we also three-nil, lost three yeah. nil in in a strange sort of way. Um, if I could ever talk to Jurgen Klopp and ask him about one game, the one game I would ask him about was that game when Watford beat us three nil before Christmas. Because he'd come to Anfield and he wanted us all to be believers, which we'd started to become. But we'd lost the Crystal Palace game, if you remember then. Nearly got beat by West Brom at home. Um, and I remember that game. And I thought that he sort of bullied us out of it. And I know yeah. people blame Bogdan for the mistakes and what have you. But I remember when the corner came over, there's four Watford players on Bogdan ready to dig him in the ribs and everything, and no Liverpool players standing up to him. And I wondered, I honestly wondered in that game, would Klopp, uh, Jürgen Klopp ever get a grip of the Premier League? You know, and if I yeah. ever had a doubt about him, it was that game. And that's yeah. why if I could talk to him, I would talk to him. So Watford, it, it won't be easy. It hasn't no. been that easy no. for us over the years. No. Keith, uh, Mane's on 99 Premier League goals. So should we get our money on him? Um, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You know, he's had enough chances to, to break that already this season, hasn't he? Missed a few already himself. Uh, but yeah, picking up on John said, Watford have got similar forwards to what Brentford have to a degree. They're the big, strong, lively fellas. And you no, know, that is this Saar, is it? Is it? Um, Saar, yeah, Saar? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. we've been looking a couple of times. Like Liverpool were looking at him, weren't they? Yeah, you know, um, and you know, I know he's a, he's a, well, he, him and Mane are very close, aren't he? Off the pitch, obviously, because they, um, and, you know, who's to say that he might land up at Liverpool? This, this is a chance for them to, sh- to show his uh, potential. But they are similar to the two players who played up front against us at Brentford, and they give us a, they give us a game. So yeah. it could be that type of game again. But, it, again, it's down to our attitude, I think. If our attitude's right, because I don't think the attitude was right from the very beginning against Brentford, from what I've seen of it. Um, if the attitude's right, he, there's no reason why he shouldn't beat Watford. But it's not going to be an easy game. Ranieri coming back, you know, he's, he is what he is, Ranieri. And, you know, he's... He's done some great things and he's done some daft things, and he as a manager, obviously. Uh, but he's a good manager. You can't say he isn't yeah. a good manager. Um, and he will. He'll get them organised as much as he can in the time he's been there, and he'll make them hard to beat. So it's down to us. We just got to make sure we're at our hundred percent at the game, and I'm sure we can beat them. Yeah, Marlo Sar scored um, two against us in that three 0 defeat, uh, and he was a bit of a handful, wasn't he? I think you know uh, in in the game, you know, and I think. He'll obviously be trying to impress again, I think, because he'd be maybe thinking they might come after me in the January window with the African uh, nations coming up, you know, but he's a handful, isn't he? Yeah, I've seen the links, you know, in the past with him. I think, but I think we've had enough of SARS, haven't we, Liverpool? So we'd like to say, uh, move on from him and, and the other one as well. But uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, with the, with the new manager, Tinkerman, he, he will get them organised on, on Saturday, I think. But remember in the past, you know, they had Troy Deeney, didn't he? You know, he used to bully us all the yeah. time. And, you know, and he had Wafford, Wafford every time he played against us. Yeah, yeah. He's not there anymore. So mm. hopefully they're lacking a bit of that leadership up front. But as Keith just said there, yeah, they've got, you know, the two up front. It's, it's a similar scenario for the, the Brentford game. But I think, listen, you know, we're on form Liverpool. 
going forward. And we, you know, and it does depend maybe if we haven't got Allison in goal, but you know, Keller comes in, but we we need to uh, our centre backs to you know to, to look after after the goalie, you know, when all these crosses start coming in um, against us. But I think Liverpool going forward would be too much for them. Yeah. Um, you know, we are playing well. We are playing yeah. well, and I think we'll win the game outright. You know, by by a good few goals, we. John uh, Ranieri, I don't know if you're there today, but he was um, in 2015. I think he said to Leicester, "If you keep a clean sheet when they were going for the league, I'll buy everyone a pizza." Well, he said today, "If Watford keep a clean sheet on Saturday, he'll buy, he'll take everyone off for dinner." The type of uh, bribes that you give your players at all. Well, our chairman got um, got Paul's influence of their football league for buying the lads McDonald's after we won a game. <laughs> it was sore as an inducement. And it quickly got it quickly got dismissed like but um it was ridiculous. I, I do like Ronnie I, I I liked him. I liked him at Chelsea. I loved him at Leicester. You know, I think he did an unbelievable job. So unfortunate not to get sacked. But I think looking at the clean sheet thing, I think that's what Liverpool have got to get back to. Let's let's make no bones about this at all, right? Liverpool turn the corner to, to title challenges, European Cup challenges, well, Champions League, but old money in. Um, they, they turn the corner to being challenges in that by bringing in Van Dijk and Alisson. Let's yeah. get a state in it. Yeah. That was what made us different. Yeah. And we've got to get back to that. And with too much of a soft touch in the last 18 months, letting goals in. You know, that's what that's what... We could score. We knew we could always score. Just got to keep them out, and we'll be fine. Now we've got to get back to that, and we've got to get back to defenders defending. Now I love Trent going forward. I love um, Robertson going forward. The first job yeah. to defend. First yeah. job to keep it out. And you know we've got the best centre half in the world, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. You know, okay, you'd say Trent would be one of the best, and, and Andy Robertson the best attacking fullbacks. But they've got to do the do the, the proper job, the bread and butter defence. And yeah. Liverpool stop conceding goals and start tightening up. They are really, really worthy title challenges. And that's what they've got to focus on. You know, when I, I know everyone wants this heavy metal football and score goals and four threes, three twos, all that. Just win. And the best way of winning is keeping them at one end and putting them in the other. Yeah. Well, so. You know, Salah is a massive threat, isn't he? But he's been getting used on the right this this uh, this this season. So yeah. it is Robertson. It is Robertson, isn't it? You know, so yeah. I mean, I mean, people think targets are, are wide defensive areas, don't they? Because of how wide they play, and we, you know, we more or less play with with two centre halves and then defensive midfielders. So we more or less play like a three anyway, don't we? Um, but. They've just get they've got to get back to having pride in the defending. And that, you know, that's got to come from Van Dyke. That's got to come from Allison. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're the two ones who, who did turn the corner for us. So what's happened now? What's changed? Nothing's changed. Get back to doing what you do good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, in terms of um, the referee, it's Jonathan Moss. Yeah. What's your little black book say about him? Well, ironically, <laughs> That situation we had this week with the um, back goal, where he's yeah. offside and then the players deemed to have played him on. 
yeah. if you remember the Tottenham game with Gary Kane offside and the play by Lovren, which was then deemed him to be onside, which he got the pen from, the 2-2 yeah. at Anfield. Yeah. He was the ref and he was the one that later someone picked up some recording somewhere where he went and spoke to his linesman and said, did Lovren touch it? And yeah. the linesman said, I don't know. But, but he said something along the lines of, I'm giving the pen anyway, whether you yeah. tell me he touched it or not. That's, you know. Now, That's we haven't had him since, since <laughs> Sheffield United last year away when we won 2-0. Yeah. But I don't like him because I always think back to that Tottenham game where he gave the two pens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. Um I did have a look at his record, actually, and I think we've won sort of two-thirds of the games that he's done for us. Um, so maybe I'm being harsh on him, but maybe I'm not. <laughs> so he's on the dartboard, yeah? Yeah. He's got to stay there, yeah. yeah. All right, well, next up, uh, the Champions League on Tuesday in the uh, Metropolitano, and we've got Atletico. And if you think back, it was the last we went there February um 2020 just before uh, the covid really spread across Europe didn't it you know and uh, I, I look back at the highlights of that in the last few days and Liverpool had some great chances there you know they they get a bit of a, a scruffy goal in the first few minutes from a corner but uh, Liverpool had some good chances where they could have converted Keith I mean do you think it's you know it's I mean, they're, they're going to be hard to beat, aren't they, Atletico? But, I mean, is it avoid defeat at all costs over there? Obviously, you don't want to get beat. Uh, without saying. I, I, I agree with that game, because that game, Atletico had a game plan, and they, they never changed it, even though they scored the first minute. The first two minutes, one of them, they just went through the game, yeah, yeah. not looking to concede the goal. And that was the end of it. They, did, they never changed once, really, that I can remember. And they'd probably be no different now. Um so, you know, obviously it'd be great to get a, a win there. There's no two ways about it. But they're the dangerous side in respect to us because some good players like, you know, like they always have. And Simeone, you can get them set, set, sets them up not to get beat as well. So I wouldn't say it's going to be a stalemate game because Liverpool don't play like that. But as John said before, we, we have got to stop conceding goals. So who's to say it couldn't be a nil-nil? You wouldn't know because they won't come out. I'd be absolutely amazed they come out and go against us because you know what we can do. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to be patient. But we've got to keep... You've got to keep it tight to the back because they're capable of scoring. You know, Suarez, I know he's getting on a bit, but he's still a good player. Um, yeah. And they've got good players around him. So it's not going to be an easy game. But, you know, it's not a, it's a game we can win. But as long as we keep things tight to the back, I think I think we can get a result there, yeah. Yeah, Mono, I mean, um, February 2020, was, was, you know, great trip, wasn't it? But, I mean, you're, you're going again, are you? Yeah, if... Uh... If you get over this virus, <laughs> it's not the COVID which, virus, by the way. COVID, yeah. Since we've been back from Port, so I haven't, I haven't, it's the first time I've been out today in two weeks. So, yeah. uh, feeling a bit better now, like, but it's just about going out. Yeah, uh, they could go back against it, you know, the, the scene of uh, our European Cup win. Um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. You know, I think Suarez will want to put one over us again. Yeah, try to, you know, because, yeah. because, uh, after the way we, you know, we treated them against Barcelona, uh, and rightly so, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah I think it, it'll be an interesting game. They'll be, they'll be tight as always, t- trying to maybe trying to get us on a break, yeah. um, trying to exploit maybe um, Trent again, like like because like that's what everyone's doing now. They're throwing the ball on you know while Trent up, up, yeah. up top attacking, 
and every every other team seems to be doing that now. Uh, trying to you know uh, get that space, but as John Coleman said before, it's up to you know uh, the rest of the defenders, you know, the, the centre halves and whatever to cover it as yeah. much as they can. Do, you know, but that's where that's where people, other teams are coming at us. But I think I think it'll be a good game. You know, we know uh, Simeone's a wildly all uh, manager, any and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be plays the game, so we've got to be on the ball for uh, next week's game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Coley. I mean, the the second in La Liga. Um, on goal difference to Real Madrid, they both got 17 points after eight games, so they've won five, drawn two, and lost one. But um, they drew, I think they drew with Porto, didn't they, in the first Champions League game? I think it was a nil nil, wasn't it? Um, at home, you know. So, I mean, how do you think Liverpool approached this? I went to the City game last week, um, and that was the first time I'd been since we played Atletico when we, you know, when we that unfit that. Bizarre night when we went out. The game, the game shouldn't have gone ahead with away fans that night. Shouldn't no, maybe sure. shouldn't have gone ahead at all, really. You know, shouldn't have. But you walked away from that game scratching your head, saying, "What happened there?" Because we absolutely battered them, and you know, yeah. it was going to be how many. You know, it, 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 it was a great game of football. I think it was a great performance by Liverpool. I just, I, I, I'm still dumbfounded how we lost that game, and. I think if someone offered Jürgen a nil nil, he'd take it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but we can we can easily beat them. So yeah. if we get our act together, we can easily beat them. Yeah. Well, we've we've won our first two group games, haven't we? So you know, pretty convincingly, you know. And um... yeah, I mean, I, I just think I just think we look. This I can see the signs there of us getting back to our best. Honestly, I can because we're making chances. Just keep it up to the end. Yeah. How do you think? Um, I mean, the Suarez and Griezmann, uh, John John Nicho. I mean, they're, you know, they're still dangerous players, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll be a really, really tough game, and I think the same. If if we could take a draw, I think Klopp would be happy with that. I would be myself. Yeah. You know, a defeat would change the dynamic of the group quite a bit, really, because it would put us under pressure then. You know, to have to beat them in Anfield, you know, to balance it up like um so so yeah, I I would take a point now if we could. Um I always worry about Atletico because they're so um you know the gamesmanship and yeah the way they're able to get the free kicks that they want and kill the game, yeah. Kill, kill the, the game because yeah. they did in that one when they got that scruffy goal against us in the first minute and yeah, uh, first three minutes or whatever. And they make it difficult for you then for the rest of the game. And they might have actually beat us 2 0. Not nice, I remember. I think they had a great chance uh, in the second half. Um, so, yeah, we've got to be careful we don't get done by the gamesmanship and wise up a bit to how they'll play, you know, particularly if they go a goal ahead. Yeah. Keith, you've heard um, this week that um, Ginny Wijnaldum is happy that he's not getting game time. A PSG. Is this another case of the grass is always green and it's not always green? I like Coutinho going to Barca and can end up a bit of a nightmare for these players. Yeah, obviously, without doubt, you know, he's not getting a game. Obviously, he wants, he's gone there to play, hasn't he? He's gone there to get a payday as well, but he's, he's not gone there, I would have thought, just to sit on the bench and get paid. So it is, there's always that, that's the chance to take, isn't it? You know, you look at Liverpool now, obviously, with a couple of injuries, they got a midfield with Thiago on the plane, you know, he'd be invaluable to us, you know what I mean? 
uh, you know, you know, I think most of us wanted him to stay, but can understand him doing what he's done to a degree. Um, but yeah, you know, we've had a few players do that, haven't we? You know what I mean? Um, Michael Owen was one of the money. You know what I mean? Michael Owen left yeah. before he won the European Cup, so he's not on his own there, is he? In that respect, but I can understand Van Alden. Um, in respect to degrees, he's a little bit older, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, he's, he's looking at different factors in his life. But, you know, he still, I would suggest he still get a game for us if he was at the club. So, yeah. you know, maybe well, he, he's you know, he wants to stay. It's just that, you know, his, his wage. Yeah, well, Liverpool made a financial yeah. decision, didn't he? Yeah, did he? And yeah. they've obviously got the issues going, going with salad and things like that, which I'm sure you'll pick up on in a minute. But, yeah, yeah. So he's obviously gone for financial reasons, and that's that's his choice. But he's obviously not getting the game for whatever reason, whether he's not, I'm sure he's fifth, because he's playing for Holland, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so it's not as if he's not fifth. So it's just that whether it's a tactical thing, or he might, fell out, might have fell out with the Pochettino, I don't know, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm sure Klopp wants him to stay, and as I said, if he was still at the club, I'm sure he'd be playing for us. Yeah. Mono, would you have him back in January? On a free. I don't think our money ball men would um, go all the way out for that, for that, um, for that buy, would he? Um, yeah, I, you know, listen, we all want him to stay, didn't we? You know, we all know what he what he brings to us. He's a he's a good seven, eight out of ten most games, isn't he? Yeah. When he, yeah. When he was with us, um, but he's gone now. You know, as you say, Michael Owen. That that's the first thing when I read it the other day. You know, he was happy. First thing comes to my head was Michael Owen. Yeah. Even Liverpool the same, but you know, listen, when they leave, they go for the financial reasons, don't they? So, um, he's got a big payday. Uh, you know, they got beat. Didn't get beat every week. Uh, Paris in, in the local league, so yeah, those not maybe not well over there, you know, you know, at, at the moment, I think, uh, for all the money that they have spent on all these uh top players, you know, from around the world, like the Coles now. Um, but coming back, I can't, you know, you can't see, can you? You know, I think that's the chance, like Coley. Um, obviously, it was a, um, a financial decision with Wijnaldum, but you know, Salah's. Salah's no spring chicken, is he? But he's absolutely essential, isn't he, to the way Liverpool are playing? Salah's value will have gone up this year, the way he's playing. You know, he's now regarded as probably the most prolific in the in the world at the moment. And I think he has gone up on a level this year. He's been playing really well. Yeah. As regards to what, what the lads were saying before, I think Mike, we got money for Michael Owen. I think there's McManaman who we didn't get money for. Yeah. Um, and Emre Chan's the other one who, you know, went to the Juventus and then left, didn't he? Didn't do much there and didn't show the grass isn't always cleaner. It's interesting that you're saying about this because we've got this same problem going on with our at our club. Yeah. Um, and we've drawn a line on the side now. So we're having a problem with Tion Charles. So he wants to see his contract out. He's being picked for Ireland, so he's gone away with Northern Ireland. So a month ago I said, if you're not going to sign a new contract, well, I'm not going to play. Yeah. So you can sit and not play for the year. And that's that's the decision we've made as a club policy. So yeah. the players, we've offered players not to go into the last year. If they go into the last year, they run the risk of not being played, and that's that's going to going to happen from now on. So any players and any players you don't want to sign, and they don't want to play for you, you know, we're making a statement that, well, you know, you're not committing to the club, so why should we give you game time? Yeah. But in, in terms of salary, and you know, we don't know, we're not privy to obviously the contract and what's being offered or whatever. But allegedly, him and Van Dyke are the highest play, paid players at the club, 200 grand a week or whatever. 
Well, if he's asking for like twice that, I mean, what what you do as a club? I mean, John, I mean, you know, what do they do? Do they? Well, I don't. I don't know about whether he's getting twice that. I mean, the club will have a ceiling, and you know, they might Liverpool might decide then the financial aspect of it is you can cash in them and they'll, they'll get a lot of money for them now. Two years down the line, they won't get as much money. So, yeah. you know, if he doesn't sign a new contract, I still I don't think he's got two and a half years left on his contract, has he? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's not, you know, the end of the world, but, you know, it's a, it's a big... It's different for me because I'm not sitting a £200,000 a week player and not playing him. I will, although I could argue that I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to play an international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's different for me in that, that in that respect, and I'm sure it'd be different different for Liverpool. But at some point, players have got to realise that it's a two way process. Football, it's not just all about them. And mm. in the last two or three years, it has become all about them and their agents, and that's got to stop. That balance balance of power's got to shift. Yeah, Mono, are you going to say something then? Yeah, that's interesting, that young, because how does that how does that uh, reverberate around the uh, the changing room? Do you know, like if he's a one of your top players, say he's an international, and he, he you know he's a uh, he'd be important for you to keep you going up the league. You know, how, how does how does that feel within the rest of the squad? Well, one of the things that has been highlighted this year is since he got picked for the for Ireland, his form's dipped, so it's not really been a, a massive blow for me to leave Mount. To be fair. Because we've got other players who could play just as well as him, if not better. But we are making a statement, and that statement then reverberates around the rest of the players. Yeah, that's what's going to happen if you if you try and do the same thing. Now, in the past, we had to do this. We didn't have enough money to to survive. We had to sell our best players. Well, that's changed now, and you know we, you've got to try and keep growing as a club. And obviously, now we're getting players on longer contracts. So, so these players, these Premiership players, they're on five-year contracts. As soon as they blink, five, six, seven year concept. So they start talking when they get down to the last three or four years. Uh, we start talking when they get down to the last 18 months. Yeah. And if they don't want to tow the party line, well, then either we sell them or they don't play. Hmm. There was an interesting article uh, in the Echo uh, by Paul Gorse this week about. Um, um, Michael Edwards was really about the researcher, uh, Ian Graham, I think his name was, talking about how they use sports data. I mean, do you, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, most clubs tend to use that nowadays, but I mean, what, what is the situation with sports data in the lower leagues? Are they, are they, is everyone analysing that? Prozone a few years ago, but this new system is called sports data and they seem to swear by it, the top clubs, you know, and that's how they, bought the likes of Firmino, Mane and Salah, who weren't really on everyone's list, were they? Well, I think, is it Data Bomb or something? Is the, is the other one? Yeah, Sports Data and Data Bomb, yeah. yeah. Data Bomb, yeah. I think Barnsley are heavily involved in that. Um, and to a certain extent, we all use it. You know, I do all the recruitment and I can So I'll give it an example of me using it is um, the season before last, I looked at League Two, who, what, what defender headed the ball the most? Yeah. Won the most headers, basically. Yeah. So I got the top three, and I, and I studied the top three. And out of the three, one player stood out of the three. 
who had been uh, at Scunthorpe and he'd been on loan at Salford. So anyway, he was available on a free. I signed him on a free. And then I sold him this year for 750000 to Ipswich. So we had him for a year. Yeah. So yeah, in yeah. that case, it worked. You know, yeah. that I'd, I'd studied what he could do. I had seen him play as well, you know what I mean? I'd seen him he yeah. played for a couple of times. But I'd watched them play as well. And I'm sure lots of teams are doing that now. I mean, there's lots of teams in League One. And the Championship will be right for it. But in League One, who have recruitment teams of six or seven. And they'll yeah. crunch numbers all day. Um, yeah. And going even into Europe. And they'll crunch numbers. We, we can't afford to go that in-depth into it. But we still do use that some kind of data at some point, And it's all got its own relevance. And... But it'll all be staggered to how high you go or how low you go. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. John, are you a fan of all this? I mean, if you go onto what their website on the ball value for the Premier League 2020 to 21, Jack Grealish is right at the top. And obviously, Man City taking that into account, haven't they? By the uh, De Bruyne second, Trent's third. Rodriguez, Everton's fourth, believe it or not, Ames, and Salah is fifth. I mean, are you? Do you think it's overcomplicating things, or it seems to have worked well at Liverpool's recruitment, doesn't it? Yeah, I've not had a chance to, to read the article um, myself, um, but if if it suits us and we use that data to make informative decisions, well, then then so so you know so be it. Um, it, it's there, isn't it? There's so much analysis and stuff recorded of matches. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, what I mean is, like, if you're back to the seventies, you'd never have anything like that, would you? Yeah. It's no, exactly no. what you see, I and mean, you didn't even have matches televised. So I guess it's just another medium for them, as well as watching a player, to to be able to get statistics yeah. off them yeah. and get an idea of yeah. what type of player they are. Whether that will show you. Whether there'll be any good at Middlesbrough on a Wednesday night in December if you get beat one nil, I don't know. So, but if it's part, I'm, of it, I'm glad the way you changed it from Stoke. Everyone uses Stoke. <laughs> Middlesbrough's a good example. Keith, have you got your iPad out uh, at the matches and studying the stats? Oh no, shut that now. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It, it's it's you move with the times, as, as John obviously from. Uh, said um i just think they're only doing you know i know it sounds a bit stupid to say this but it's probably true is that if any employer will look at if you're looking to take somebody on you're going to look at what they're up to and what, what they do yeah. aren't you you know yeah, yeah. if like if you sort of you, you look at the timekeeping for instance and think no silly things like that but you look at the character of the person so that builds up a, a profile if they're any good to come and work for you basically now yeah in a, in a retrospect that's what liverpool are doing and, and other clubs in respect of the footballers but then there's other factors to bring into account that that they like see the characters and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember it, I think it was Bob Paisley said once that he, he used to look at the players who were playing in the, in the teams who were battling for the allegation. Um, yeah, and he looked how, how you know, how much they give in and how much they, they, they sorry, you never give up, you know, how much effort they give, and you know, and then he'd go and look at them type of players yeah. because they're in the struggling side, but they, they give everything, and you know, and that's you know, at that stage, that's what he was looking at, for, you know, for certain things. So there's a lot of factors in, isn't he? But yeah. Salah's one is that for me. You know, he's, what is he, 30, wasn't he? But, you know, as John said, we, he, there's no rush to sign him in respect that he's got a two-and-a-half-year contract. But 
it's like everyone says it. If we if we let him go and we will go get money, good good money for him, there's no guarantee we're going to replace him with a better player. And, we, and if we do, it's going to cost us a lot of money to do that. So it's a balancing act, isn't it, for the club to make in that respect? Um, I'm sure most of the players at the club would like him to stay, even if he has on a lot more money than them. I'd like to think he would do because he's one of our better players, and he got it. You know, we said in that article, he, his performances get rewarded with, with with money or something. Where's that effect? So yeah. his performances this year dictate that he gets paid a lot of money. You put a couple of years on him, Keith. He's actually 29. He's not oh, he? oh, so there you go. All right. so Okay, he's so he's still got a few years left in him uh, at the highest level, and hopefully that he stays at Liverpool. For, for in that time because you know we yeah. don't want to get to the point where we were when we let Torres go and you know Alonso go and yeah. all that when, when they're going at the prime you want to keep these players yeah Mono Jeff Twentyman uh, famously used to go and watch players in disguise so they wouldn't know it was him and then ask some of the crowd what they thought of the player you know like just you know what's he like week in week out I mean does that hold up against the uh, sports bomb well, go, going back over going back over years, you know, I think they always looked at the character anyway, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. From the sixties, you know, whatever right through. But I read that article, and I thought it was interesting, you know, to for like Michael Edwards was it to go down and and, and uh, sit there at Chelsea and listen to the way they're recruiting and up with other uh, Premier League, um, um, you know, um, staff going down from yeah. their own teams. Uh, and it's definitely a money ball situation, isn't it? You know, from yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what we see years ago, the film, you know, from Boston, and it was it's all that, you know, coming coming up again. And it, you know, and I did find the interesting bit, what you know, Keith, as I see there, it was a quote on it was wages are the results of performance. Now, how apt is that for Mo Sally at this moment yeah. going on their money ball game? Yeah, yeah. You know, what, 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 what it goes on to say, if you've done well, you need to pay your players more money to keep them. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But how much is how much? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, it's where to keep that's, going. That's obviously a club decision, isn't it? The other big thing in the news this week is obviously the um, the Newcastle takeover and uh, the Liverpool connection, really. Um, I don't know if many people know this, but Amanda Stavely was the person who was negotiating on behalf of uh, Dubai when they were trying to buy Liverpool um, 10 years ago. And um, obviously, she's been around the um, the Newcastle area for the last few years trying to broker this deal. But other people involved uh, with Richard Green, who's sadly no longer with us, but he was Rafa's lawyer. And also uh, Owen Brown, who we know uh, from his days at Liverpool. And also Frank McParland, um, who I think Rafa put in charge of uh, the academy at Liverpool. Like, so it's there's a massive Liverpool connection, isn't there, uh, John Coleman? I mean, have you heard any whispers? I mean, I know at the moment Brendan Rodgers is favourites, isn't he? He's six to four on, but Gerard's been linked, uh, and other people have been linked. But uh, John, do you know anything more about that Liverpool connection? I don't know anything more about it. No, you know, I, I know them. The lads who are involved, um, and you know, it's. I think it'll take a little bit of time before they they move into the. Well, they sit at the top table, basically. Mm. You know, they, they'll they'll. It's going to be difficult to get the top players. I think. Um, I think they'll probably. I think they could get stale on me. You know, he's fell. It looks like he's fell out with with Pep, and I think he'd be a good signing for them. Um, 
I don't really like the way football's going. No, I think it's just there's too much money getting spent. I think it's going to eat itself eventually. Yeah, it's getting disconnected from the common man. Yeah. Uh, you know, the money that's getting talked bandied could, about. Could you understand the uh, Newcastle fans' reaction though? That you know, uh, celebrating because they got rid of Ashley. Or I mean, there must be a, few, a percentage of them who think. We don't want any connection with Saudi Arabia. There's got to be a percentage like that, sure. There will be. But what you've got is it's 50 odd years, 59 years before they, they, since they, they last won a major trophy. Yeah, 69 was it? I don't know. I don't yeah, so, you know, they're, they're, they're a club that's always been popular because they played attacking football, you know, and they've had a couple of little glory bursts with you know when Keegan was there and them and and Shearer you know signed and they're, they're there's a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of entitlement there is isn't it though for like the actual they've, they've never won anything really have they but yeah, yeah but they're, they're well supported club aren't they you know that that was the age old joke that well they're the only club in the, so the game. there's no there's no choice no but you know the there's the, the age old thing is that you know, if there was three three Newcastle shirts on the line, it'd be forty thousand watching. Uh, and that, you know, I'd like as a club, I'd like them to see it do well. I'd like to, I like to see any of the big club. Well, a class everyone's a big club in the Premiership, but I like to yeah, see them yeah. do all well. But I just don't like this this collation. And going back to your Moneyball, you know, scenario and that, and the big collation over the last twenty years with. Wages paid equals position in the league. It doesn't yeah. waver too much, you know. It very rarely wavers. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. the odd anomaly. Obviously, Leicester was an anomaly. Liverpool was a slight anomaly. But in the end, you know where you're at. And you're going to finish where you're at. And yeah. so Liverpool pushed above the weight to win the Champions League and win the league. You know, not massively above the weight. But they still, still punched above the weight. Uh, but in the end, when it all settles and you go over a period of time, you know, there's, there's a direct link between wages paid and your, your finishing position in the league. Yeah. And that, that saddens me that, you know, just get the best teams out on the pitch, play and have a bit of yeah. pride, passing, fight, spirit, yeah. you know, that, that wins the day. And, all right, Liverpool probably decent players in the 70s. Probably wouldn't have been the, the biggest. You know, probably Arsenal might have been that. But it didn't matter, did it? You know, we we just we supported them, and we we paid yeah. a fraction of your dad's wage to go and watch the match. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. You know, it's Keith. it's a it's a good ten percent of your dad's wage to watch the match now, mm. uh, and that's the thing that saddens me. Yeah, Keith, were you surprised the um, the Premier League let it go through? I mean, I believe they did have uh, communications from Ten Downing Street uh, in the summer. In other words, you know, Brexit, Britain, we need the Saudis uh, trade. So, well, I mean, I think, I mean, but, you know, is it a case of, you know, that's the way of the world or is it a case of, you know, you know, we shouldn't be doing, you know, this, um, I mean, what next? You know, I mean, there's some funny things going around on social media, wasn't there? Of like uh, middles, the Taliban are going to buy Middlesbrough and... Uh, North Korea are going to buy Sunderland and all that type of thing, boy. It really is, you know, it's gone too far, surely, hasn't it? Well, 
if you're starting to bring football and politics together, there's, there's a few dark areas, isn't it? Uh, in that respect, you know, Saudi Arabia don't have a London anyway, don't they? So I'm just, I wouldn't surprise me, you know, that they've cut the, the fingers in a lot of pies, haven't they? You know, yeah. so it didn't surprise me, and at least that the Premier League let it go through because the Premier League, don't be, you know, let's be honest about it, they're just interested in their image in respect of what's around the world. And, and obviously the Saudis yeah, are coming. Yeah, yeah, but be tainted by. Well, I think the, I think the past. To be honest, Peter, I think the past caring about that 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 ship's long sailed. To be totally honest, in my opinion, with the Premier League, they'll just craft anything that they can just to keep themselves in the position they're in. Um, you know, any publicity, good publicity in their eyes for me. Um, so it didn't surprise me in the least that the you know it took them what was it half a day to ratify it, and that was the end of it. As soon as they. Obviously, got the, the nod from the, the Saudi government that they weren't involved, which you say they aren't, we don't know. Um, that was it. But you know, you've, you, you've only got to look at Man City. Man City are only, a, a, you know, in, in that respect, a, 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 an extension of Dubai, aren't they? To a degree, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, you've got PSG with and Qatar's. You, you, you're getting countries which own football clubs now, which you know, yeah. what John's sort of picking up on. And you, how can you compete with that? You just can't yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, Football's been going like that for a while now. Um, it's it's become unaffordable for a long time. We you know we've been fighting it for a long time, haven't we? You know, so yeah. it's it, it's it's got a lot worse very quickly. It's a trip, you know. Um, you know, when Liverpool are letting people buy a ticket for three hundred pound and people can't buy a ticket for forty pound because you can't afford it, but if you have got three hundred pound, you can walk on the ground without being on any waiting list. That's the yeah. that's the reality. What you deal with. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me in the least, mate. You know, it's a sad fact of life. That's the way football's gone, and. As John said, it'll eat itself eventually. It'll implode at some stage, and only you know the fittest will survive. And who's, who's to say who they're going to be? No one knows at the moment. You, you could have. There's a lot of clubs in the lower leagues. You know, there's a couple in John's league who have been who fell on hard times because of it. And who's yeah, to say yeah. other clubs won't do it? You just don't know. Nick, who do you think um, teams want to beat Newcastle more now? And they've got you know, I mean, they could, you know, they're going to get relegated, aren't they? That would be funny, wouldn't it? Um, I suppose in some ways. It might put more, not, not the teams want to be Newcastle more, but it might put Newcastle existence squad under a bit more pressure because a lot of their fans will be naive enough to think that first game's Tottenham is on Sunday. Um, yeah. They're all going to walk in the ground on Sunday and Newcastle's going to suddenly be able to beat Tottenham 5-0. You know, yeah. that's what they'll expect. So so if Tottenham, um, you know, score first and second and what have you, and then... The next time Newcastle play, I don't know, or Watford or someone, and go a goal down, they, they, you know, the, the enthusiasm will soon um, evaporate because it's Newcastle aren't going to suddenly become a top four team this season. No, despite all that money, it might take five, six, seven years before yeah, yeah. That, that happens. Yeah. You know, mm. um, Coley. I mean, in terms of um, in terms of what the future. I mean, none of that money is going to trickle down, is it? To um, to League One. That that's one of the problems we have. You know that the the gap is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, the sad reality for us is that football is run by the Premier League. Yeah. You know the FA have had the power diminished. Because the, FA, the FA surrendered it, didn't he? Yeah. EU pays the pipe, of course, the tunes, doesn't he? And that's and now, now, now you've got Rick Parry in the championship trying to get some power back. He's the one who was involved in selling it, wasn't he? You know, well, I mean, that's the irony. I'll tell you, I had a two hour meeting with him. 
last week. And a lot. He was trying to take on board a lot of RTM's ideas. Quite outspoken, RTM. Yeah. But you know, we, he's a big believer that these gaps are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, before you know where you are, you're going to have a you're going to have a super league that is so disconnected from the rest of football because they're they're going out the way to pay a lot of money um, to invest a lot of money and. They want returns on the money, and now that they're trying to take control of football, so you know it's a fight to keep the B teams out of the league. Yeah, and it's going to continue to be a fight because what they're saying is, well, we're under twenty threes with the Premier yeah. League teams. Yeah, now you know they've allowed them into the Papa John's. So I'll give an example: we played Leicester last week in the Papa John's trophy, um, and it. Their probably oldest player was 18, 19. I, I played a few of my 23s, quite quite a few of them. But we, we want to try and progress in that. We've never been to Wembley. So we want to try and get to Wembley. That's a, 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 it's only us and Crawley, I think, who hasn't been to Wembley. Out the 92. Uh, so we played four men. We played Colby Bishop, we played Ross Sykes, we played um, John O'Sullivan, and we played Michael Nottingham. And the four men, it was men against boys. So we won five now. Yeah. Now you could you could have that that scenario. Um and the five could have been ten easily. You could have that scenario in, in the football league games. Now they're saying, well, we give you X amount, a couple of million a year, solidarity payment. So we're funding your existence. So we want a right to say and what we what goes on in that football league. Yeah. And, very soon they're gonna they are gonna control it. It's like a monopoly. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just gonna they're just gonna do it with hard cash. And at this moment in time, all those people are thinking about in football is money. Yeah. And I, I, I like to go back to the days where if someone said to you there's a player, I can pay you or I can play you, and he's always wanna play. Yeah. You never seen that now. And mm. just the love of football is gone for me. In in so much respect. Yeah. You know, playing yeah. it for the love of the game. Marlo, in terms of uh, the Newcastle fans that we know, I mean, have any of them been in touch with you? I've just I've just blanked them all. I don't <laughs> want to talk to them. I, I yeah, I got a text off one of them. He just said, uh, what do you think? I said, Well, you're in you're in for a bumpy ride and enjoy it as much as you can. Because, you know, with all the the crap that's gonna come your way oh, with, with it all anyway. Yeah. They're gonna get absolute hell, aren't they? I mean, I know Chelsea yeah, but, City. I know, but we've said that you know, we've all, I think we've all said on it. You know, the lads have said you know, the the majority of the fans just won't see it that way. They're just saying of you know, we've been where did they been for fifty years? Nowhere. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The most famous thing they ever done, I think, was getting knocked out by Hereford in in the seventies. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's Newcastle for isn't it? You know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. John's, John's nailed it on the head, and Keith. It's, you know, we were fortunate to see football when it was at its best in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, you know. Um, and now it's, we were already throw our hand in, really, you know. Us that go, you With know. The Super League, go, yeah. Yeah, for the Super League, you know. We, yeah. we were all saying, it's the end, you know, this is the end of football. It's 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 the Adam Goldstrasses of um, the football, isn't it? And that's what it would have been. Mm. And I think in the future, it's it's going that way, 
you know, it, it's, you know, it will, you know, there's that word that you, if you just said, football will ease itself. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's because of the greed of football. Mm. And, you know, we're trying to still, enjoy you. But still, on a, on a Saturday, when we're at Watford and, or when you're watching it on the telly, it's in 90 minutes, it's still, it's totally absorbing, isn't it? I mean, Keith, really, I mean, it's, it's, you ever... It's no game, is the in the world. You know, it's the enjoyment yeah. that we all get from it. Well, if Saudi Arabia took over, I mean, it's, I know they're saying it's not Saudi Arabia, but everyone knows it is. It's just a piece of paper, isn't it, to say it's not. If they took over Liverpool, I mean, would you seriously think about spewing it? Like? Um, it's a, I don't know, it's a hard question to answer that. Um, you know, you've got to... no comment then. <laughs> no, no, I'd like, to, I'd like to have a think about it and answer it because, you know, it's dead easy to say no comments, isn't it, and just, and just bat it off, but... You know, we've all got our own consciences and we've all got our own beliefs in what, what's right and what's wrong. But, you know, the Saudi governments are no better or no worse than a lot of governments that have got their fingers into, into, into football one way or the other. And I think that's what's got looked at in the, long, in the short term and long term. The Premier League, you know, why did Saudi Arabia, or the, the, why did they want to take over Newcastle? You've got two massive giants there who were falling around times and Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona. Now, they're right for someone to come in with money but the Premier League, they come, they come into the Premier League because it gives them exposure, doesn't it? Yeah, All over the yeah. world. And that's what it's for. So that's why that's why they're here, let's be honest about it. Yeah. But, you know, for me, if you're asking me honestly, I'd say probably I would still go and watch Liverpool because most of these people don't stick around long. Then, then I don't think they'll be around long enough. Newcastle really don't. I think they'll come in, have a, have a look at what's there, and they'll probably move on somewhere else as and when they get the opportunity. And I think Liverpool are a different club, to, obviously in a different culture and a different yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Completely to Newcastle in that respect, but you know, I mean, I, my, John, my, but, but sorry, just one thing. My, my, my thing about Winnix and Gillette and everyone else today, don't let them win, don't let them force you out the club that you've been watching all your life. And that's always yeah, been yeah. my my mantra in respect of why should I give up because it's our football club and all that, and it's not yeah. theirs. Yeah, John Nicho, what would your uh, impression be? Pretty much like Keith earlier, I think that I would probably end up still going again because. Um, as Keith said, don't, don't let them force you out because they won't be there forever. And at the end of the day, the British government will still sell them six billion pounds worth of arms, and the yeah, Saudis yeah. will still arm the people that are bombing Yemen and what have you. That will still still go on. I'm not saying that I want that to happen because because you, you don't. But money talks, and these people are still to carry on doing what, what they do, and it won't be affected by one of us not going to the game. So mm. I'm pleased. For the Newcastle fans that they appear to have been getting rid of the owner that's in many ways in the past few years held them back. Um, I wouldn't, if I was them, be celebrating the fact of who it is, you know, uh, the way they have done, uh, to be honest. But it, it all comes down to money. And um, yeah. the Premier League seems to capitulate when the Saudis agreed to allow Bayern sports coverage to go through to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. And that's apparently all the Premier League needed for them to say, OK, then. Yeah. I'll let uh, Coley have the final word on it because is there any is there any prospect of uh, a country trying to buy Accrington Stanley? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anglesey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, could well be Anglesey, yeah. Uh, no, it's it just like it makes you laugh, doesn't it? You know, because people see now that the collation between money and, and success, you know, and 
City doing it, Chelsea doing it, uh, Man United have done it for years. Uh, well, could you never think in the seventies? You know when you know when we signed Keegan. Well, Keegan was a was a pump money. But even when we signed Aglish and that, you know, we signed yeah. the top players. Do you ever think you'd be you'd be saying, "Oh, we're, we're going to get a new owner"? You know, when when the Moors yeah. were there, yeah, or the, the Moors were knocking around Everton. Sorry, and we're going to get a new owner, and how good's that going to be? And you'd go out and celebrate in the street. What do you hell? Yeah, you, you celebrated when we signed top players, mm. and you know the the fact that you're going to go and watch them, and I, that's why I just I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know you believe in karma, and so can you see Newcastle going down then? No, I don't think he will. Actually, I, I feel I really feel sorry for Steve Bruce. He's a lovely fella, really nice yeah. guy. He's going to get eight million, isn't he? And it's the payoff in his hands. Yeah, no. Yeah, I remember I got I got the sack from Box Day, and I had to go sign on the next day. <laughs> and the and the the fella in the job centre yeah. said. Uh, um, why don't you look at changing career? And I went, what, what's your like? And he went to, why don't you become a referee? There <laughs> <laughs> you go, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole had a file on you. I was in my 50s. So I said, I'm 50. I just said, I'd have, to, I'd have to back in a couple of years. So he said, why don't you become an agent then? Oh, mm. And I said, oh, no. So yeah. uh, it, I don't feel sorry for him that in his payoff. But he's worked ever so hard at Newcastle. Yeah, and he's such a nice fellow as well. Mm. All right, thanks everyone for uh, joining us. You know, um, thanks to John Nicholson, Keith Colvin, Marlo, and John Coleman. You've been listening to Valley La Rouge. Thanks for everyone who tunes in, and uh, I hope we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with more points on the board and some wins in the Champions League. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to Ali La Rouge. Over and out. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.